This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. अंग्रेज अपना लगान और न्यूज लॉन्ड्री अपना हफ्ता कभी नहीं छोड़ते वी आर बैक इन द स्टूडियो विद रमन सर एंड मनीषा एंड इट इज द टेंथ ऑफ जून इट्स थर्सडे इट्स वन ओ क्लॉक इन द आफ्टरनून वेन वी रिकॉर्ड दिस हफ्ता इन अ पार्शली ओपन डेली एंड आई गेस अदर पार्ट ऑफ द कंट्री आर ऑल्सो पार्शली ओपनिंग अप सो टूडे वी हैव अबाउट ट्वेल्व फिफ्टीन पीपल इन ऑफिस आफ्टर लॉन्ग टाइम इट्स नाइस टू सी फेसिस जॉइनिंग अस ऑन द फोन लाइन आर आर वंडरफुल Anand Vardhan from Bihar. Hi, Anand. Hello. Jashri joins us from Chennai. Hi. And joining us this hafta is Bhavna Das. Hi, Bhavna. Hello. I will just uh, give our listeners a little introduction of Bhavna. She is a Delhi-based lawyer, and she has over ten years of experience as an advocate on record in the Supreme Court of India. She has assisted Justice A K Patnaik, who is a retired judge of the Supreme Court, in revising and updating the latest editions of the commentaries of G P Singh's Principles of Statutory Interpretation and D D Basu's Shorter Constitution of India, fifteenth edition. So very accomplished, Bhavna. Very impressed. So now we will be hanging on to every word of yours. So be responsible, please. That's a boon and a bane. So um, you know, before we get into the headlines, uh, you also write often, but you only write on ma- matters of law, or do you write on other matters as well? Uh, so I do write on other. I actually started out as a child writing a lot of poetry, but that's not something I published much. I see, and. Are uh, what is the uh, representation of women judges in the Supreme Court right now? Uh, very low. There is currently one woman judge in the Supreme Court. Uh, the others have retired. Justice Indu Malhotra just retired. There are a lot of vacancies, so the field is wide open. But I think the government and the courts need to agree on names first. So right. What is the strength of the Supreme Court? It's some thirty or something, right? It was enhanced to 24, if I remember correctly, by Justice okay. Bhopal. Right, right, right. So before we get into the discussions of on Hafta this week, let's have the headlines, which our wonderful Jayashree shall give us. Jayashree, all yours. Yeah. So here's the top headlines for the week. Uh, Prime Minister Narendra Modi has reversed his government's COVID vaccination policy, saying the centre will now take over vaccine procurement. The new policy will come into effect in two weeks. His announcement also came uh, a week after the Supreme Court had pulled up the center's vaccination policy. Uh, following a recent direction by the Patna High Court, the Bihar government has recounted its COVID toll, which has now jumped by a whopping 72.8 percent. Bharat Biotech has said that the Covaxin trial data will finally be released in July. Yay. This is soon after a study came out, which said that Covaxin produces significantly fewer antibodies than Covishield. So we desperately need to see this data. Hmm. Uh, the administration of Agra and Uttar Pradesh have sealed a hospital after its owner was allegedly caught on video saying the facility cut off oxygen supply for its patients in a mock drill in April. This is a bizarre story. Very, very strange story. Yeah. Uh, according to the Indian Express, nine corporate hospital groups in big metropolitan cities have bought 50% of the total vaccine stock in May. Hmm. According to a World Bank report, India's growth forecast has been slashed for the financial year of 21-22 to 8.3 percent. In April, the growth had been estimated at 10 percent. Twitter has told the government it is making every effort to comply with the new IT rules. So I think this will go on for a while. Yep. The Indian government has also moved legally to take action against the Twitter account of cartoonist Manjul. But now they've 
it apparently no further action has been taken he got an email saying that his account may just be just a warning a warning right but he he doubled right. down with another cartoon on that oh, yes. so nothing has happened yet hmm. uh, the national commission for the protection of child rights has alerted the supreme court about illegal adoption of children who lost their parents to covid i think so far there's an estimated 30000 children either orphaned or who have lost one parent or abandoned due to the covid crisis mm. in some really good news the madras high court issued guidelines in an effort to mainstream the lgbtiqa plus fraternity right uh, oh this is on corporate and individual donations received by political parties the bjp got 750 crores in 2019-20 which is over five times what the congress received i think the congress got 139 crores The Gujarat police has arrested 11 Adivasis for staging a protest against a land survey for a parking lot that is supposed to come up near the Statue of Unity. Right. On Wednesday, the CBI filed an FIR against Avanta Realty Limited, its promoter and others, for allegedly cheating Yes Bank to the tune of over 466 crores. This happened between 2017 and 2019. In news from the farmers, Union Agriculture Minister Narendra Singh Tomar said the center is ready to talk to the protesting farmers, but not about the farm laws. So then I'm wondering what the chat will be about. Maybe if if GD Baksh is a part of the chat, it can be about why there are no chamgadars in the Wuhan. In a panel this week, he went a bit local, saying that there are no bats in the wet markets of Wuhan, like he went shopping there. Oh God. Hmm. So to be specific, Tomar said, if farm organizations are ready to discuss options other than the agriculture bills, then the government is ready to talk to them. Right. A former IAS of IAS officer Anup Chandra Pandey has now been appointed an election commissioner. He was earlier the chief secretary of Uttar Pradesh under Yogi Adityanath. And not just that, he had Yogi Adityanath's picture in his. Uh... Not the display Twitter, picture. Twitter, yeah. On minutes, that. I think minutes before his, the announcement as election commissioner, he changed his Twitter head photo, which used to be a picture of him and Yogi. Correct. So, yes. What timing? Uh, the National General Secretary of the BJP, B. L. Santosh, has held back-to-back meetings with ministers and party leaders in Lucknow to gather feedback on the Yogi government. This has led to some f- flutters of of gossip about uh, discord. discordant notes between yogi and modi but uh, yeah we can discuss that in a little more detail right. then the last headline of the week is that cricketers in the uk are being pulled up for offensive and racist comments that they made in the past on twitter those pulled up include ollie robinson james anderson ewan morgan and josh butler and in fact um, robinson has been dropped from the team because of this and he was defended by the prime minister boris johnson and uh, that has actually led to a lot of criticism that Boris Johnson should just shut up and he should doesn't have to weigh in on this, but we can discuss <laughs> it in some detail. Uh, but first, a couple of announcements. Fantastic recess lineup for the next few weeks. So, uh, in, in case you're wondering what recess is, those of you who are subscribers already know it is where we have Zoom interviews and interactions with prominent people. Oh, in the past we've had Gulzar, Konkona Sen Sharma, Ram Guha. So imagine these are opportunities where you can get to interact with them on Zoom. Uh, it is for subscribers only. And over the next few weeks we're going to getting we'll be getting Varun Grover. You know he's a lyricist, he's a scriptwriter, he's also one of one third of S C S Democracy. We get Akash Banerjee. We'll have the Highway on My Plate team with Rocky Mayur, yours truly, and Prashant. We'll have Ghazala Wahab. We'll also have Kabir Bedi on his new book. So you can check out the show notes under this Hafta page. on the website on our website newsland.com or you can check out our discord server uh, to see how you can attend a link will be sent i repeat this is for subscribers only so if you want to enjoy this nl recess and be part of this subscribe to newslaundry.com go to newslaundry.com 
and click on the subscribe button and you will also be sent links to this. Another announcement, uh, you know, the RBI guidelines have changed on recurring payments. You have to have the two-step authentication. So the new RBI guidelines will impact our subscription flow. Some of you may who've been subscribers with us for a long time have your payments linked via our payment gateway on Razorpay. Your subscriptions may be failing for the last couple of weeks. Uh, so you can sign up for a new subscription using a credit card if you have one. We've changed our payment flow, so the new recurring subscription will work fine, but we have changed it recently. So if you're having a problem and you're getting failures, just do so again through the new subscription flow we have. If you don't have a credit card, you can just get a longer subscription for one year or six months. So instead of having to renew it every one month, and in a year or six, in by six months, we'll have a, uh, many more options for recurring payments uh, and not just credit cards. So till then, if you could just buy a one-time subscription. And if you're based overseas, the best way to pay is via PayPal in US dollars as a payment method. Uh, it saves the bank's currency conversion charges. So yeah, that would be fantastic if you are overseas and you want to pay, do so via PayPal. First, to talk about character, and uh, this is something that actually we have come a long way off. We started from a position initially where in rape prosecutions, it was absolutely permissible for the accused to lead evidence to show that the prosecutrix is immoral of character. And that was sufficient to sort of secure an acquittal. Now, after the Mathura rape case happened, which I think if uh, your listeners don't know about, that was a case in which a young Adivasi girl was said to have been raped by police officers at the police station. And eventually, the police officers were acquitted because the Supreme Court held that she is habituated to sexual intercourse. And there was some evidence led that she was a prostitute, etc. And therefore, that she is presumed to have consented. Now, after that, we got a provision into the Evidence Act, which essentially said that you know, in a rape prosecution, if intercourse is proved, then you must presume that consent is absent, as long as the victim says so. And then much later in 2002, we introduced further amendments to say that, look, in a rape, in rape prosecution or certain other sexual offenses, like some of which Tejpal has been accused of, like outraging modesty, etc., evidence of general immoral character and past sexual history is irrelevant. So insofar as the law is concerned, it is very clear that whether the victim smokes, drinks, has affairs with a lot of people is absolutely irrelevant to whether or not she was raped, sexually assaulted, sexually harassed in this particular case. And she is not presumed to have consented simply because of that. But the way the but judgment reads... Yeah, yes. sorry, go ahead. But the way the judgment reads, does, does the judge base uh, her judgment on these factors or these have been mentioned as general lecture? No, I think uh, the judgment goes a long way because uh, it's, it's an act of chipping away at the testimony of the prosecutrix. By their very nature, these offences are not which you will have witnesses for. There is... You know, for instance, in this case, there is CCTV footage, but there is no CCTV footage of what actually happened inside the lift. Right. So all you have is the testimony of the prosecutrix. Right. And you have a version given by Tejpal, which we must remember he has not stepped into the witness stand. Hmm. So what he has said in his explanation to the court, which he, he has a right to give under the law, is not under oath. 
may have come through in some media articles etc through other defense witnesses but nobody except tejpal and the prosecutrix can actually testify on what happened inside the lift that uh, tarun made a request in the court uh, in the supreme court that we do not trust the police so ask the trial court to hand over this data to us mm. so the trial court uh, you know it uh, it was uh, the police did not have the expertise to get all the messages you know extracted mm. so they uh, they tried to find out uh, how they can do it again which we we have not mentioned in the story but we have found another fact that tarun tejpal through the rti he found out the labs the government different labs which do this kind of work hmm. okay after that the trial court sends this uh, you know the phone hmm. for the extraction of all the whatsapp messages to one of these labs so they get ha uh, to one of these labs the lab this is not the labs duty to you know uh, to only get from 5th to 12th uh, they so gave the, the entire thing. dump they gave the entire dump to the trial court and since trial court uh, the supreme court had told the trial court to hand over the thing the trial court did not go into the fact that he wanted just one specific period so they gave they him gave the, the entire dump to him so one is there of course he got access to this material and i must emphasize that i think our understanding of privacy uh, to date is not that developed it's only very recently in the context of aadhar that the supreme court you know finally said they require nine judges to come and say look privacy is a fundamental right uh, and that has happened fairly recently and i don't think it is really percolated down uh, to implementation in these levels uh, that's one and secondly actually there was an additional level of scrutiny so yes tejpal got access to this material but it was the obligation of the trial court at the end of the day when this material was being used during cross examination to say that look we have this law which says that this is irrelevant so you can't put these questions to her and i am disallowing the testimony so while she has done that for some portions and there is a discussion in the judgment somewhere in 200 something para where she has uh, rejected a lot of evidence on the basis that it violates those sections which say that you can't lead evidence on uh, immoral character or sexual history but at the same time she has still gone ahead and you know any judge has their own inherent biases and stereotypes you can't divorce that in the justice system but the problem is you are supposed supposed to divorce that from what the law says so as long as the law is very clear you shouldn't ideally let your own uh, notions of what is appropriate behavior or uh, whether the victim is lying because she has had uh, sexual relations with 10 people influence the outcome of the judge but uh, manisha will tell us about what the prime minister said she has consumed that because she's commented on that in this week's nuisance but before we go on do remember to subscribe to pay to keep news free because we don't take advertisements we are purely make do with your subscriptions and your support to news laundry so go to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free those of you who listen to chota hafta a mufat khors if you are students or don't have a job that's fine then you should try to make sure you can get our stuff behind the paywall by hacking in i think uh, that's p- part of the game but if you are earning and you are whining about why news is so terrible and compromised and you're doing nothing about it then stop whining and watch republic the rest of you can go to newslaundry.com and click on the subscribe button and pay to keep news free i agree totally with what ramansa said which is suppose we assume for 5 minutes that in his speech the prime minister was not lying and that the states did ask for this 
when has the government ever done what the states have asked for? They've been asking for GST dues to be clear. The government has not listened. They've been talking about farm laws and CAA. The government has not listened. And fundamentally, the government is lying because, as Manisha said, it was only Bengal that explicitly said it wanted to take over vaccine procurement. Other states did not. They were asking for freedom in administration and more autonomy. So that's one point. Two, did this sort of work for him, sort of putting all the blame on states? So what happened immediately after that was that a lot of people were saying that he made the speech because the Supreme Court had pulled up the center. So what did BJP leaders and journalists who are how should I say it, sympathetic towards the government. So what did they do immediately after that on Twitter? He made a speech at eight o'clock at about 10, 15. Um, I think it was so journalists like Navika, Navika Kumar, Aman Sharma and so on were tweeting saying that sources say that the government took this decision sure. on June sure. 2nd or June 3rd. But this, and the Supreme Court thing was, oh no, on June 1st. He took this decision on June 1st. He signed a letter, it seems, saying I'm going to change the no, policy. No, they didn't sign the letter. He had no, in principle that's agreed. They, no, that's, this, <laughs> this is the claim. And they said, and the Supreme Court hearing was only on 2nd or 3rd. Unfortunately, all their tweets had the same fundamental error in them, which is that the Supreme court made its decision and said its stuff to the center on May 31st. It didn't say it on Tuesday. And yet by then all these tweets had gone out. I mean, screenshots of it are widely available online, though they've now deleted it. So this was just to cement the fact that what Modi is doing is right. They all tweeted the wrong tweets and then they had to take it down. And even though we do have a section of the media that does support the government, in his speech, Modi still blamed the media. I think he blamed them for misinformation or vaccine hesitancy or something. Unfortunately, I don't remember exactly what he said because yet again, this was a speech in Hindi where I could follow nothing at all. I mean, I don't know why they can't just put it up in different languages at the same time. So that is one point. And my other point is also about um, when we're saying where are these vaccines going to come from? I think it was a couple of days ago that the center uh, sent a letter or something to all the states saying that uh, details like vaccines supply, the temperatures at which vaccines are stored, these are secrets. This is not information that should be put out in yeah. the public. This is why the Cohen dashboard used to have these details, but then it was taken off the dashboard a couple of months ago, a couple of weeks ago or something. And now we're being told that the public has no right to know how much vaccine stock its state has. How is this encouraging the public to get vaccinated at all? This is literally making it worse. So yes, it is very good that now the center is going to procure, but this is shocking and it's shocking that it took this long. So now we're seeing that on yoga day or whatever that is, I think it's June 21st, this vaccination for everyone free and all that, but we don't even know how we're going to get there. So, I mean, uh, one thing is the address was at five o'clock, not eight. I think Sorry, yes, she's five o'clock. So yes. used to listening to the primetime address this time. It was, yeah, a, you... it was, a, it was not primetime. Uh, so I think too, yeah. one thing that to me in this address was very different from the rest is that overacting ke das rupe kato. You know, he does he doesn't overact usually. He's he does his delivery quite understated. You know, he'll here when he you know when his when he goes shrill, or just thik chal rithi vaccine, ekdam thik chal rithi, or phir unhone bola. I was like, dude, this is like the 80s film Om Shivpuri, na? When he says, Ari beti agai tum? Ari hame iti hushi hui. You know, this kind of overacting was, sorry, das rupay kato. That was new to me. But, didn't he cry last month? Oh, I remember. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But there also, I'd say that was uh, maybe Anil Kapoor level. Like, <laughs> this time he had gone into like the 80s Manoj Kumar level. So, I thought that was worth... Seeing uh, the demonstrably false claims, the only thing that I'm concerned about that 
you know, um, politicians lie, they tell half-truths, they spin. But this is a relatively new phenomenon, especially in an age of technology where you can actually corroborate what the person is saying is right or wrong. You can demonstrate. Like, in Doordarshan time, Indira Gandhi could come and say, you know, today, in one part of the country, there were 500 people were found just floating in the sea. No one can check. Because in the 80s, 500 kilometers away, only Doordarshan cameras could reach. Uh, you know, in some coast. Now, there'll be 100 mobile phones that'll reach there. From that kind of information to information that is on websites that you can download and dem demonstrate what is... So, the level of lies that one can tell has become compromised for politicians. But Trump was one man who could say anything. He did not give a shit whether it was demonstrably false or not. And people would believe it. Or some people would. Modi has reached that level. But the worrying thing is if a country has reached that level, because we don't have the institution that US does. And just something that, you know... Uh, listeners should know, many states were asking to decentralize distribution. That how we distribute it, door-to-door -door jai, Maharashtra said door-to-door jai. Delhi wanted, you know, community centers, medical colleges, they'll set up mohalla clinics, they'll start, they can know it has to be in the hospital because they didn't want, the center didn't want so many people distributing it because it'll run out in two days and they wanted to show ki hum bahut kuch kar So they said, let us distribute it. They said, no, you can't distribute it. We will tell you how to distribute it. We will tell you who to vaccinate. We will tell you who to do this. So that is what they wanted decentralized. No one asked for procurement to be decentralized. And I, I happen to very, know... Very good point. I, I happen to know that some states that were trying to get... Uh, you know, not all deals are with the... Like Moderna or Pfizer. Uh, you know, just like when you want to buy tires, you don't go to Apollo Tires. They're tire distributors who are very big distributors. Like all of North will have... So there are people, there are big companies in, in Europe, in Spain, in Portugal that have these and they have these orders because when the US had pre-ordered and then those excess orders, they are not taking delivery, some have been cancelled. Even they were not willing to deal with states. See, so, both of them follow the same thingy, Hindutva. Okay, that, that's the way of life. And for that, the Hindutva, when I say the militant Hindutva, when I say the Hindutva, I mean, the, it's not a way of life as, you know, uh, Atal Bihari Vajpayee used to say or anybody else used to say. For them, the Hindutva means Muslims on the, uh, Hindus on the one side, irrespective of any caste and other religions are on the other side. I mean, it's particularly the Muslims. Mm -hmm. So that is how I think that's the constituency. That's the rule both of them follow. So I think, uh, I mean, uh, Yogi being the chief minister of the state which uh, you know sends 80 80 uh, 80 or 84 uh, 80 80 uh, members to parliament so that's something which gives him you know that sense of power mm. so that's what i feel i think yogi if he's making but i would also go with this fact that modi is too powerful but i don't think any chief minister in the country would have the guts to do what he did to that facebook page on their website a day after speculation is on this. I mean, it is a clear indication of something. Yeah, sulking. He's yeah, but sulking. you can sulk in your home, but to do this on a public platform, or you're right, that way that after Bengal, they can't afford to lose another big state. So they really, I mean, losing is dur ki baat, but still. And Yogi is immensely popular. It's true that people, he's a very popular No, but even if he's guy, not popular, so in the worst of times, he retained his seat. He... Even if not in all, his seat he retained. Even when 
अखिलेश एंड यू नो नॉट मुलायम स्वीपिंग द स्टेट दैट दैट गोरखनाथ उसका जो मठ है एक्सेप्ट you cannot budge me from here i'm stronger than rahul sonia everything all of you listening in the chota hafta do subscribe so you can listen to the entire hafta we will see you again next week with the hafta till then subscribe pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served and advertisers pay advertisers served thank you goodbye all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.